From MPB Think Radio, this is Mississippi Education Connection. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with my co-host, Tara Wren, Director of Education here at MPB. Well, teachers change the lives of millions of children every day. And with the abrupt end to the fiscal to the physical year, our teachers have done even more to continue educating students with viral classrooms and distance learning. So today we're celebrating teachers and educators for Teacher Appreciation Week with our guest, State Teacher of the Year, Hannah Gad Audrey, and Administrator of the Year, Dr. Lee Pambianchi, and joining us from the Department of Education is Dr. Corey Murphy. Plus, if you'd like to tell us about that special teacher or educator that made a difference in your life or your child's life, give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Good morning, Tara. Good morning, Michelle. How are you today? I am doing fine, even though it's raining outside. It's Friday. Yes, and we have so much to celebrate. We do. I mean, not just Teacher Appreciation Week, Mother's Day coming up this Monday. So happy Mother's Day. Of course, happy Mother's Day to to, foe, to all the teachers that are mothers and look, to all the mothers that have turned into teachers. Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, Tara, before we uh, get to our first guest, do you have a special teacher that you remember that made a difference in your life? I had a lot of good teachers. You know, I don't point out just one, but they were very involved. Reading and math, the fundamentals mm-hmm. were very important to them, and they made sure we got it correct, and they we pre-test and we post-test. I just remember them just kind of drilling it into us in such a way that it has stuck with stuck me. With so you. I had great teachers throughout. My my best teacher is my grandmother, and I have to send out a shout to her, oh. Dora Wren down in Claiborne County. She was a an educator for 48 years in the All Claiborne right. County School District. Right. So shout out to Dora Lee Wren down there in Port Gibson, Mississippi, <laughs> my best teacher. Wonderful. And it starts at home. That's Abs- what they say. Absolutely. My favorite teacher, believe it or not, I, I, I attended Davis Magnet okay. Elementary, and I loved that school. I tell everyone that in the school still is there now it's uh mm-hmm. barack yeah. obama now and um the teachers the s- climate the mentality the mindset there everybody was on the same page mm-hmm. we loved to learn we were excited about learning Canizero was my principal um scarborough was one of my favorite teachers mm-hmm. i enjoyed that school mm-hmm. everything about the school get, kept me excited about learning and that's well, what I've i learned say. That teachers are very passionate and they're very involved and mm-hmm. even more so now during this COVID 19 Mm. We've seen lots of that. They have not given up, and they continue to push. And so all the more reason to celebrate them this week. Very much so. Well said, because they did not give up. They could have (laughs) or just say, you know what, we're just going to do the bare minimum. But they didn't. They kept going. And speaking of keeping going, of course, we have our Department of Education that's been doing a great job. And we have our first guest today, of course, Dr. Corey Murphy. He is the Executive Director of the Office of Teaching and Learning with the Department of Education. Good morning, Dr. Murphy. Good morning, ladies. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Good morning. Um, well, first of all, Force, f- first of all, tell us how you're doing. Well, we haven't missed a beat. Uh, we enjoy serving, and so um, we basically transition with, with um, uh, you know, basically seam- seamlessly for the most part, uh, continuing to serve educators. So, All right. And you guys, have you been going into the office or working from home? Yes, ma'am. A little bit of both, a combination of both. Um, of course, uh, we're responsible for licensing educators in the state, and so we still receive um, documentation via mail. So, yes, we enter into the office, but making certain that we are practicing uh, 
and adhering to CDC guidelines and social distancing as, as well. So tell us a little bit about your department and what you provide for the state, Dr. Murphy. Yes, ma'am. The Office of Teaching and Leading, uh, we're responsible for uh, recruitment uh, or, and attracting educators to, or prospective educators to uh, the state of Mississippi. Uh, beyond that, uh, responsible for approving and administering the um, uh, approval of educator preparation programs. Uh, we license the educators, of course, so the Office of Educator Licensure is a part of the Office of Teaching and Leading. And then uh, the uh, educator misconduct. Uh, unfortunately, at, at some, some point, you know, we have a few educators who do not uh, operate ethically for the most part, and so we're responsible for, for that particular division and um, administering. Uh, that and uh, innovative programs is a part of an educator effectiveness. Mm. So lots of different things that you do. do. So, yeah, tell us how the pandemic has changed your department because you talked about uh, licensures and things like that, licensing. How did COVID-19 or how has COVID-19 affected um, what you do on a daily basis and recruitment, recruiting teachers? Have you seen um, that department, well, that part go down? As far as uh, teachers want people wanting to become teachers for the next semester, actually, we've we've seen a, an increase um, in that our state board of education um, had to make some adjustments in that uh, they're not a board or we don't have a leader who uh, basically requires to set policy and forget it. And one thing that Dr. Wright and, and Dr. Vanderford uh, charges us with is making certain that we're always paying attention to and monitoring uh, the policies that we implement and making certain that every criteria is it, it remains relevant and necessary and we make those necessary adjustments based on the context that we face in our state and so that being said um, our state board of education during a special call meeting uh, on march 26 voted to suspend uh, testing due to the closure of test centers by the administering uh, testing companies and so with that um, uh, requirement being removed for the most part temporarily, uh, we've seen an increase in interest in uh, the field of education. Hmm. Well, of course, today we're celebrating Teachers for Teacher Appreciation Week. If you're listening and you have a special teacher in your life that you'd like to give a shout out to or you, you're you older and you remember that teacher that made a difference in your life, give us a call at one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Speaking of Teachers of the Year and Teacher Appreciation, today we're going to actually talking to Administrator of the Year and Teacher of the Year. And we know your department actually um, has a direct line in choosing who those persons are. Now, again, I know we have so many excellent teachers in the state of Mississippi, uh, and it's no easy task. Can you take us behind the scenes and tell us how that process really works? Yes, ma'am. The Mississippi Administrator and Teacher of the Year program, it serves as, um, you know, but one means by which the Mississippi Department of Education recognizes outstanding achievement and performance by public school teachers and leaders. And so each school district has the opportunity to honor its teachers and leaders and nominate one for the respective state titles. Uh, these individuals, the individuals must possess superior ability to inspire students, teachers, and leaders, and must be an active member of their communities. Uh, again, entries are limited to one teacher and one administrator per school district. The individuals are judged on their biography uh, professional development activities, community involvement, uh, philosophy of teaching and leading, 
their insights on education issues and trends, uh, their personal teaching and leading styles, comments on uh, teaching profession, uh, letters of recommendation, and ultimately for uh, the Mississippi Teacher of the Year, uh, how one would handle the duties of National Teacher of the Year. The review process is um, it's conducted by a diverse group of individuals, diverse by race, ethnicity, uh, geographic location in our state, uh, the level at which they serve in the field of education, uh, with the involvement of uh, education shareholders from Mississippi communities. Oh, that is certainly a detailed and in-depth search and process. And I would think that the coming year is going to be super hard for districts. So, <laughs> how, yeah, how do you yeah. see that um, moving forward with no one being in a brick and mortar building and the process is going to be a little more challenging? How are you guys going to move forward with choosing the teacher of the year and administrator of the year next year? Are you going to do the same process? Yeah, um, in that the, the process doesn't change in that the um, it's based on, I guess, the past year's mm-hmm. performance and, and engagement in, in those activities, so to speak. But we are uh, working as a department and with education shareholders to review uh, our current process. And we'll do it just as we do with policy. We'll make those necessary adjustments to uh, basically fit the contextual framework that we face today oh, with right. uh, COVID-19 and right. things being uh, administered in a virtual manner. Well, besides the title, of course, which is wonderful, Administrator of the Year and Teacher of the Year, what else do the recipients receive? All right. They both receive uh, individually, of course, um, a $5,000 um, reward uh, from the Mississippi Department of Education, um, among other uh, gifts from a lot of our partners that, that are friends of education. Also, the um, Teacher of the Year has the opportunity to um, compete for National Teacher of the Year title. And also we engage them in all of the um, task force and, and um, um, groups that we bring together to to advance policy. Thank you. So when does the process begin, Dr. Murphy? Yes, ma'am. So the process begins the fall of each school year, um, and that's with school districts actually selecting uh, their individual candidates um, at the district level, and then they um, are required to submit an application to the department. And so once those applications are compiled um, or submitted to the department and received, um, they are reviewed uh, by that diverse group of individuals, and um, it basically narrows down to one individual being selected uh, from each of the four congressional districts in our state uh, for the state title. And so usually in March, is when we'll uh, have that that uh, banquet or, or program uh, to recognize that and announce that teacher of the year and administrator of the year, and um, that's that's basically when it begins in the fall okay. and, and in March is the usual time that we make the announcement. And did you guys get to um, have the banquet this year right before COVID nineteen hit? Because that's March. We were in spring break, and then after spring break, no, um, we didn't go back. So, did you guys get to um, have that banquet? We did not. It was originally scheduled for March 27th. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, that was around the time that, um, you, you know, we, we right. had to close the building. And, and um, so, so we did not. So we postponed it. And we are actually exploring now um, a, a way to actually um, make that announcement or to, to, to move forward with 
that in a different way. All right. Well, of course, thank you again, Dr. Murphy. I know um, it's a rainy day and you probably have some calls to make and <laughs> Zoom meetings to uh, attend. But would you like to say anything personally to um, the state teacher of the year and administrator of the year before we go? Yes, ma'am. I'd like to thank Mrs. Um, uh, Gad, Audrey and uh, Dr. Pambianti for their service during uh, this time as the 2019 and 2020 State Teacher of of the Year and State Administrator of the Year. And uh, we look forward to ongoing uh, partnership with them in efforts to continue advancement of uh, Mississippi's educational system. Wonderful. Thank you again, Dr. Corey Murphy, Executive Director of the Office of Teaching and Leading with the Mississippi Department of Education. You take care. Be safe, okay? Thank you. All right. Thank you. Before we go to break, we have a call. We have two fellas on the phone. I think I've met them once or twice. They want to give a shout-out to their teachers or their school. Hello. You're on the air. Hi. 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 Who am I speaking with? Oh, are you guys twins? No. And you talk in unison. So go ahead and tell us uh, what teacher made a difference in your life. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Miss Freeman of the Northwest Rankin Middle School. All right, Miss Freeman, Northwest Rankin Middle School. And that was Gavin? Yes. Okay, yes, so Garrison, who's your favorite teacher? Miss Fincher fourth grade at North Shore Elementary School. Thank you, Gavin and Garrison. And you guys are the sons of our own digital department, Baron. <laughs> Shouts out to Baron. They're keeping it going at home. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling in, guys. Well, it's time to take our first break. When we return, we'll welcome to the show State Administrator of the Year, Dr. Lee Pambianchi. Now, before we go, we'd like to say thank you to George Stewart. He's a sixth grade learning strategies teacher at Whitten Middle School in Jackson, and the husband to MPB's digital and web specialist, Evelyn Stewart. If you or your child would like to tell a teacher or administrator how much you appreciate them, give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Stay tuned. This is Mississippi Education Connection on MPB Think Radio. Angela Crosley Perez, Development Director of the MPB Foundation. I'd like to wish MPB a happy 50th anniversary. We love you. Hi, I'm Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing a doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Good morning. This is Mississippi Education Connection. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with my co-host, Dara Wren, Director of Education here at MPB. Well, today we're celebrating teachers and educators for Teacher Appreciation Week. Well, we all know that teachers are essential for students to succeed, but principals, principals do play a key role in the delivery of the quality of instruction. They serve as facilitators, supporters, and educational leaders of their campuses. 
So without further ado, let's welcome State Administrator of the Year, Dr. Lee Pambianchi. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing great. How are you? Doing well. I'm sure. Being State Administrator of the Year, how do you feel? Oh, it is such a great feeling, and it's it's a great day to be in education. It is. I know that times are so different and so um, almost scary and confusing because of it's so different than we're used to. But it is such a wonderful time to be a part of this changing education system that we have. Well, congratulations. We, Tara and I are both shaking our heads. Congratulations. That's a big feat. You know, again, like you said, there's so many educators and administrators in the state of Mississippi. They are doing a great job just to be honored amongst your peers as the best of that year. That is just such a great honor. Now, when you received the news, how did you actually feel when you first heard that you won? I was actually in disbelief. It really, it was such an honor, and I knew that I was representing administrators that I work with, teachers that I learn from daily. We are so blessed to have such a strong education system in Mississippi, and it's really because of what we learn from each other and the connections that we make. And we all understand that we're not an island. We're not in this together. I mean, I'm sorry, we're not an island. We are in this together. And so it was such a privilege to be able to represent not only North Shore and Rankin County, but really all of Mississippi. And what are your responsibilities as the Administrator of the Year? Well, my responsibilities so far have been I've done some professional development for administrators. I've been a liaison between um, schools and the state level and the Department of Education. I've been a support for other administrators, a coach. But in the the whole scheme of this year, I've learned so much more from them than they've probably learned from me. I'm sure. (laughs) So since we're talking about you, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where originally from, and what school you um, actually you work at and how you've gone through the realms. Were you a teacher first, a counselor? How did you get to be principal? Yes, I am a proud graduate of Vicksburg High School. Mm-hmm. I was um, went through Vicksburg Public Schools kindergarten through 12th grade. I attended Delta State, and um, I taught in the Delta for five years. I've taught in Rosedale and in Cleveland, and my husband got into dental school and said we moved to Rankin County. So from that point on, I taught third grade, and then I moved to the county office and was a curriculum specialist, and I have been an administrator of two schools within Rankin County School District. Wow. You sound like a third grade teacher, you know, really perky and happy (laughs) and high. Your students probably loved you, and they probably still love you. I'm sure they do. And I love them. (laughs) Was it, and this is actually a question I just thought about, but um, how challenging was it to transition from teacher to principal, given the different responsibilities that you have? Well, fortunately, I was given the opportunity to um, be a curriculum specialist for a year for our district. And through that experience, I really learned so much about seeing the big picture, understanding how decisions are made that not only impact what's going on inside one classroom or one school building, but within like the whole district and how impactful those de- the decisions are and the thought that goes into every single, whether it's curriculum, whether it's management, every single decision that's made um, has to be thought through because it is impacting so many boys and girls, families, teachers, and that really was a great step for me that prepared me for running a school building. 
Can you talk a little bit about your personal education philosophy of a love of learning must be instilled in our students? And and tell us how you facilitate that uh, philosophy within your school with your teachers. Yes. So um, that is my personal philosophy. It is so important for us to... um, to love learning and to instill that in our boys and girls. And that is something that we strive for daily at North Shore. It is not just about, it is not about test scores. It is not about, it is not about just educating. It is about instilling that love of learning and that desire to continue learning and growing as we grow up and leave North Shore and go to Northwest Middle and then Northwest High School and then continue our education as adults whether it's through college, whether it's through the workforce, but you never stop learning. And that is how, that is what makes a difference in our world today. You're right. So when the pandemic hit and the school shut down, what were your first thoughts, especially as the leader of your school? To be honest with you, my first thoughts were um, tears and puddles. Mm. Um, We are an elementary school, so we touch children every day. And we did not want to lose the relationships that we have established with our children Mm -hmm. and knowing that we are seeing our boys and girls, we are touching them, we are showing them love every day. And so it has been such a wonderful learning experience for our whole state to see how we can still do that, but do it virtually or um, doing it other ways other than face-to-face. And so during this time where we don't have that as much face-to-face, as a principal, how have you continued to communicate with your teachers? And and what are they saying to you? What are their feelings about what's going on and what has happened and how they have been able to adjust? So I'm so so proud of our teachers. Well, with the communication with our teachers, it's really been a balance of keeping them up-to-date, Let's talk what's going on. Um, how are you feeling? How are you managing this? Here's what's going on from the district level and the school level, but also not overwhelming them because we have to remember they are mamas or daddies, <laughs> yes. and they are working from home, and they are also teaching and working with other boys and girls at home and then also teaching their own children and working with spouses who are also trying to manage how all of this is going to work but um, and allowing them that, so the how are we going to manage this at the same time with how are we going to use this as an opportunity to learn and grow and um continue to instill that love of learning in our students and in ourselves, make sure that we are exhibiting that without being overwhelmed. So what are some particular things that you've done to keep them encouraged through the crisis? Well, we do, um, we do weekly, we do weekly checkups with each other. And really one thing that has been so important is not just what I've done, but what they've done with each other, Mm. the relationships that they have established before all of this got going on has been so important during this time. They are zooming with each other. They are meeting social distancing and planning and sharing ideas of how they can keep connected within our building, but also with their students and their families. And that has really what is to me has made all the difference wow that is good i mean again i know again you've this was unprecedented i know you've heard that word many times but was there a plan of action in place maybe a small one for something like this i don't necessarily (laughs) know if there was a plan of action (laughs) 
<laughs> it was more of a, you know what, this is the situation. We kind of knew something might be going to happen before spring break. Mm-hmm. And so plans started being made the week before spring break. Ish, mm, you know, a couple right. weeks before spring break. We started making plans for, okay, if we cannot come back after spring break, how are we going to tackle this situation? Mm. And as the situation has progressed and, in, and the time limit, the length of it has increased, change, things are constantly changing. But it's what we're learning. It is, okay, we tried this. Ah, we see how we can improve. We see how we can improve and make this better. Okay, we see how we can make this a little bit easier for our families. And so that's how it's, it's just been a learning process, which I'm very proud to say that I was a part of. Because if we would have stuck with our original plan, I mean, we would still be stagnant. Right. So the constant changing, and sometimes it's little things. Mm-hmm. It's um, figuring out how to zoom appropriately, like little things <laughs> like that. Um, and then it's big things like, okay, what's the best curriculum do we need to use for, um, that will allow us equity? Yeah. With our boys and girls who have devices and connectivity, but also with our boys and girls who don't necessarily have those um, tools. How are we going to balance this? Right. That's good. Um, well, we, you know, of course, we want to know what's your plans or do you have any plans for this summer and uh, next school term? What does that look like for you? We are actually in the process of working on that as a, as a district right now. We are coming up with, and at, we are in a very large district. We're in, I'm a member of the Rankin County School District, so we are, there are, we're part of a very large school district, so what we do with one school, we want to make sure that we are providing those same opportunities for everybody in the district. So we are now coming up with a summer school plan, something to provide opportunities for boys and girls to make sure that they are learning over the summer and that they are still provided with an opportunity knowing that they have um, not been in a school building. They have been in school, but they have not been in a school building for the past eight or so weeks, but also knowing that when we start back in um, August, full-fledged school, whether whether that might be hybrid, whether, whether that might be back to normal, whether that might be virtual, whatever it might be, we want to plan for every single aspect, knowing that we don't know what's lying ahead. So whatever whatever they say, whatever the whether it's the CDC, the health department, the governor, um, the state department, whatever they suggest for us, we want to be prepared and ready. So we have one final question for you. In your <laughs> greeting to teachers across the state at the beginning of this school year, you stated, we have to be better today than we were yesterday and better this year than we were last year. And in light of what has happened in education world right now, that's a loaded statement given, given everything. So... In what ways do you feel that this is, has made you better, making your, your, your um, teachers better in Rankin County? My goodness. No, no. <laughs> Put you on the spot, huh? <laughs> this statement actually brings tears to my eyes mm. um, as I hear it. Uh, it really does sum up the 2019-2020 school year. Um the impact that our teachers have had, that we have all had, and the fact that we, the situation, the unprecedented situation, that we had no idea was coming, no idea that we would even have to deal with, has truly made us better educators. I have a dear friend who teaches in the Mississippi Delta, and her mother, who is also a former teacher, posted a message to her in honor of National Teacher Appreciation Day, and it says, She said, every job is a self-portrait of the person who did it. Mm -hmm. Autograph your work with excellence. Thank you for all you have done for your students this year, particularly these these past eight weeks of school closures, 
and distance learning while juggling your personal responsibility and your own personal safety. You have truly autographed your work with excellence. As I read that, I thought about it's beautiful. not only every teacher at North Shore, but also all of our teachers throughout the state. Through a national pandemic, our teachers have taken a scary, confusing, and frustrating situation and risen up. They've showed strength, intelligence, drive, and a true love of learning and of students. And we are so lucky and blessed to be a part of that and to be a part of this learning situ- this learning situation that we're in. And it made me so proud, this situation and how our teachers have handled it and how our, our boys and girls have handled it has made me so proud as a school leader, as a mama, as a Mississippian. And I am proud to be in education at this time. And I am so proud knowing that we are going to be better next year because of everything that we've been through this year. Well, you know what? That was so well said. Dr. Lee Pambianchi, I want to say again on behalf of MPB Think Radio, congratulations on being State Administrator of the Year. And just talking to you right now, I see why you were chosen. You have so much uh, passion for what you do. And you just made me, you make me smile just listening to you so I can imagine. Imagine being a student or an, um, a teacher working under your leadership and how much you encourage them every day. Thank you uh, for what you do every day. Keep doing what you do. Stay safe, and we will talk to you later. Thank, Thank you, you again. So much. Thank yes, you. Ma'am. Thank you. All right. Well, it's time for us to take another quick break. But before we go, we'd like to say thank you to Crystal Chapman, a biology teacher at Bo- Michelle Obama Early High School in Jackson and the wife of MPB Think Radio's producer and our engineer of this show, Java Chapman. Now, don't forget, if you'd like to tell us about your special teacher in your life or your child's life, give us a call at one 672 7464. Now, when we return, we'll welcome State Teacher of the Year, Hannah Gad Audrey. Now, as we go to break, we're going to listen to a song by Ben Honeycutt. It's dedicated to teachers. Stay tuned. This is Mississippi Education Connection on MPB Think Radio. Hi, my name is Java Charles Stratman. I'd like to thank you all, you teachers, at News on Spectrum Academy. This song goes out to the real MVPs, slinging one, two, threes, and ABCs, yeah. Let's hear it for our teachers. I'm talking about the ones who are probably underpaid. They work, work, work with very little play. Three cheers for our teachers. Because they are the ones Hollywood should be making big blockbuster movies about. I don't think Superman stands a chance against Miss Henderson K.O. First round, no doubt She's so strong And I just want to thank God for teachers Without them we would all be dumb creatures Not just educators, the difference makers Small town world changers, they should be famous I just want to take a minute and thank God for all our teachers yeah, I just want to take a minute and thank God for all our teachers I just want to take a minute and thank God for all our teachers This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 
Good morning. You're listening to Mississippi Education Connection on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with my co-host, Tara Wren, Director of Education here at MPB. Well, today we're celebrating teachers and educators for Teacher Appreciation Week. And I'm sure they need it to feel appreciated now more than ever. Now, if you or your child would like to tell a teacher, a special teacher in your life or in your child's life, how much you appreciate them, give us a call at 1-877-672-7464. Now, let's Welcome to the show, the 2019-2020 State Teacher of the Year, Ms. Hannah Gad-Audrey. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Um, happy Teacher Appreciation Week, Michelle and Tara. Thank you so much for doing this for us. Thank well, you. Thank you. Congratulations, first of all, to you. And uh, you know what? I, I'm going to break script right now, and I have a, I have actually two surprises for you, Hannah, but this one uh, I know about. We have a special student <laughs> that would like to say hi. Good morning. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Who's this? Hi. Hi. Is this Ava? <laughs> yes, it is. Hi. I'm Ava Noe. Hi, Ava. Oh, hi, Ava. <laughs> Miss um, Gad, as soon as you put up the announcement, I immediately called in and called in for the most segment first. But um. All right. <laughs> well, actually, Miss Hannah is on the um, air with you, and you could talk to her. Tell her how you feel, and tell her how much you appreciate her. Uh, Miss Gad, I just wanted to say thank you. This was my first year in choir, and I knew almost nothing. And without you, I wouldn't have been able to do the things that I've done and grow in the ways that I have. And I just wanted to thank you for that experience. Oh, Ava, thank you so much. You're such a blessing, and I'm so glad that you're in my choir and that we've had this crazy time to be able to grow, and I, I look forward to see, seeing how you grow the more. I'm, I'm kind of choked up. <laughs> Dead gummit, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's more to come. There's more to come. <laughs> Well, Ava, thank you for calling. And, of course, I know Miss Hannah appreciates hearing your voice. Do you Tell me before we get you off the phone, Ava, uh, what do you miss most about being in the class with uh, Miss Hannah? Because I know it's been hard for you guys not being together and not having um, that one-on-one experience in the choir singing with each other. I really miss just all of us being together because that was the whole thing about choir. We had almost 40 people or over 40 people in the classroom every day and it's so weird not being around all those smiling faces and it's because we were a family you know and now we see each other once a week and it's weird i know i know well thank you again ava and i'm hopefully and what grade are you in eighth oh wow eighth grade so you have many more years to uh hang in there with miss hannah and i'm sure she can't wait to see you miss hannah you have anything else to say to um ava I'm so proud of you, and don't forget that we have a meeting at 11 o'clock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ava. I mean, Hannah, you never stop, huh? <laughs> Just like a teacher. No, no, but if you love what you do, you never stop working. I so love it. I I'm, love I'm it. A, <laughs> true believer in that. Well, let's let's jump right on in there. Tell us, how, how does it feel to be named Teacher of the Year? Um. When I got named, I think I blacked out for a second, so I can't really tell you how it felt in that moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was—it was a little shocking. I'm still pretty shocked, um, especially when you hear something that's so—it sounds so important, being teacher of the year. And I am no means the best teacher. I am no means, by any means, the teacher that I think people even look up to. But 
I feel like I have students that make me look really, really good um, because they are so hardworking. And I have the best administrators and colleagues at Lafayette High School and the Lafayette School District in Oxford, Mississippi. And I'm just in such a great supportive um, school environment that it has been so easy for me to feel loved and appreciated because when you feel appreciated, you work so much harder. Um, but it's just pretty crazy. It's actually just such a big honor. Um, Ten people in my family, actually, between aunts and uncles um, and cousins are teachers. I married a teacher. <laughs> wow. um, and so it's just such a huge honor. It makes me so proud to be able not only to represent them and my colleagues, but to represent every single amazing educator in the state of Mississippi, especially being a proud product of the public education system from Amory School District to the University of Mississippi, and now teaching in a public school myself, it is just such an honor, and I'm so proud to be able to represent all the amazing educators and all the great things they do in Mississippi. Well, you know, you, you glazed a little bit over your family history, and we found out you really <laughs> have a lot of uh, education history in your family blood from your aunt, your mom, and your cousins. Let's talk about your mom a little bit, B.J. Gad. Sure. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. sure she's a name yeah. in your area. Was she a uh, music teacher as well? Yes, she was. She was a music teacher at Aberdeen High School um, and at some of the elementary schools in Aberdeen. And then she took time off to be a mom, which I feel like is the best teacher in the world because everyone, I feel like the best learning happens outside of four walls. I feel like learning can happen anywhere, um, which is why I think not only the people in my family who are teachers, but the people who aren't. Like my granddaddy was a mechanic. My dad's a mechanic. My uncle is a farmer. And I feel like I learned just as much from those men and women that I did from all of my teachers and my family members. Um, but yes, yeah, she also worked at Nettleton school district um, and she worked in the Munner County school district as a music teacher. So I kind of grew up hiding underneath the piano and going to some of her concerts and being exposed to that at a very early age. I mean, my first movie I watched was Annie the musical. So oh. I really had no choice <laughs> in what I was going to be when I grew up. <laughs> so when did you realize you were going to be a music teacher? Um, I remember the exact day uh, because I started Ole Miss as a biology major, and I just did not enjoy it. And I remember September 16th of 2009, um, it was the same day that my granddad actually passed away Mm. from Parkinson's. And that was the whole reason why I wanted to be a doctor, to help people like him, to help people in need. And then I realized that the best way to help people is to help people grow and help people learn how to be the best people they can be so that we have a world full of amazing citizens. And so at that moment, around 2.30 that afternoon, a little after when he passed away, I called my mom and I said, okay, I'm changing to being a teacher. Don't tell me that I've become you because that's every daughter's worst nightmare is to become their mother. <laughs> and so I was like, don't tell me that I'm going to become you, but this is where I want to go with my life. I think this is where I'm being called to go, and I want to be a music teacher. And I think that's where I can make the most impact. And even though I don't have an MD behind my name, I still feel like you can change lives and change hearts by making the world a better place by being a teacher. So that's why Mm -hmm. and when I decided to be a teacher. Well, before we go to break, I have another caller on the phone, but I want to ask you, and this is a great segue to go into that. Tell us about your personal philosophy. I love your acronym, MUSIC, M-U-S-I-C. Yes. um, I believe that students are capable of so much. They're achieving, they're capable of achieving greatness. 
if you give them those opportunities. And I'm blessed to be able to teach subjects like music and music history and choir that allow students these amazing outlets to not only communicate with their communities, but with their parents and their friends. So in my class, I think that music allows me to motivate, understand, and sculpt independent citizens because music is something that we're, from the time we're born, we're sung lullabies to the time that we die. We have music at our funerals. Music encompasses every single facet of our lives. And I believe that showing students how they can use music as a tool for communication will help them not only be independent citizens, but make the world a better place. Oh, wow. Well said. Well said. Well, we have another caller on the line. Let's welcome Andrew to the show. Good morning, Andrew. Uh, good morning. And um, <laughs> she's she's giggling. I think she recognizes that voice. Are you a student of Miss Hannah's? Yes, I am. All right, Andrew. And what, what grade are you in? Sixth grade. Wow, sixth grade. And you love to sing? Yes, I do. Wow. What what do you sing? Um, tenor, baritone? <laughs> um, I sing kind of the soprano. Oh, look at it, you, Andrew. I, I sing quite high, yeah. Wow. Miss <laughs> Hannah, you have, you like to say something to Andrew? Hi, Miss Hey, Andrew. Oh, my gosh. Hi. Um, Hi. I am so, so proud of you. Andrew is one of my beginner choir students this year who has just absolutely shined. He is so, so, so talented and so smart when it comes to just anything music-related or anything where he has to be creative. He's super creative. Um, and he's one of those students where I talked about that just makes me, I feel like they just make me look good because they try so hard and they get so much out of everything they do. And Andrew, I'm just so proud of you. And I'm so glad that you were in my choir and I cannot wait to watch you grow and learn and be a leader for so many other years because I get to have students for seven years. And so we really do become, like Ada said, we really do become like a family. Um, and Andrew, don't worry. You'll you'll just be one of the unique people that get to sing every single voice part, soprano, alto, tenor, and bass. So don't don't worry about being a soprano or an alto right now because that is where your voice fits and you sound absolutely beautiful when you sing. So I'm so Thank proud you. to have you in my choir and I'm so glad you called. Well, Andrew, before we go, what would you like to say to Miss Hannah for being, of course, nominated and being and winning, winning Teacher of the Year? Um, I'm happy that she gets to go on those trips, but we always miss her every time she goes on the trips for Teacher of the Year. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I'm sure you can't wait to see her back in the classroom, hopefully in August. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Andrew, for calling in. You keep singing. I know your voice is beautiful. I wish I could hear it, but I, I'll take Miss Hannah's word for it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Andrew. Now, if you'd like to call and tell us about your favorite teacher, give us a call at one 672 7464 It's time for us to take another quick break. And then when we get back, we'll continue our conversation with State Teacher of the Year, Hannah Gad Audrey. Plus, we've got a few more surprises up our sleeves. But before we go, I have another special thank you that goes out to Laura Guthrie. She's an AP and standard American history teacher at German High School in Madison and the wife of MPB's news department's producer, Michael Guthrie. Here's another song dedicated to our teachers. Stay tuned. This is Mississippi Education Connection on MPB Think Radio. This song is for those who inspire us today. 
podcast. This is MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Mississippi Education Connection. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with my co-host, Tara Wren, Director of Education here at MPB. Well, if you're just joining us today, we've been celebrating teachers for Teacher Appreciation Week with our guest, State Administrator of the Year, Dr. Lee Pambianchi, and State Teacher of the Year, Hannah Gad-Audrey. Now, there's still time for you to get your special shout-out in if you'd like to tell us about a teacher that changed your life. Give us a call at one eight seven seven. MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Well, we have Hannah Gad Audrey on the phone. Hannah, how you doing again? Doing great. Another great day. <laughs> I know, I know. Like I said, you have a meeting at eleven, so we don't want to get, make you late for your own meeting. <laughs> um, do quickly want to ask you, um, how did you transition from um, well, with working with choirs and students singing? How did you transition during this pandemic online? How did you do that? Sure. Um, there are so many great applications that you can use that have been brought up throughout this time, whether it's Google extensions through Google for Education um, or it's things that students have on their phone, um, like acapella is an app that we've been using to record ourselves so that students can follow each other and see each other singing. Um, we've also been having Google Meets and we've been having Zoom meetings so that we can stay in touch because school is not just a place for learning. It is very social and social for students and for teachers. And so we've been trying to meet once a week. Even if we don't sing over our Zoom meetings, we still are looking at each other and smiling and having a great time because, again, the class is a place for being social and learning and growing. Um, And I've also had students just send me random emails of them singing or finding funny videos on TikTok. And one of our assignments for this past week was to make a playlist So every day has a different um, theme, and then they have to find songs that go with it. I've even had students make entire concerts and find music on their own and send me their concert ideas. So this whole distance learning thing has given my students a lot of opportunities to be very creative with how they're learning. Oh, wow. Well, we do have another special surprise up our sleeves. We have another student of yours on the line right now. Good morning, (laughs) Treshawn Williams. Good morning. Good morning. And Treshawn, you are a graduating senior. So I know this year this year has been very challenging for you. Uh, would you like to say anything to Miss Hannah? I would like to say I love I love you, Miss Dad. I love you too, Treshawn. I'm gonna miss you so much. Oh my gosh. And Treshawn um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say, it sounds like you guys have a great relationship. <laughs> uh, have How long have you been under Mrs. Uh, Gad's tutelage? 
uh, for two years. Okay, all right. And what's special? This is what I, I didn't get to ask the other students, but I wanted to ask you. What's so special about Miss Hannah? What makes her a great teacher? Um, I had to think about this. <laughs> but, um, just her, her smile and her She uh, is a supporter, and she works so hard for uh, so we can sound good and stuff and all of that. Um, we had um, we had um, seven seventy kids in um, choir this year. Wow! Uh, she just just the best teacher ever. She is so supportive of other her students. She wants her students to, you know, do good things in life and stuff. And that is so that what makes her so special to me. Wow. And Miss Hannah, I don't want to run out of time. Uh you have anything to say to um Treshawn as he goes on well, to graduate? So mm-hmm. Yes, I'm just so proud of him and him and all of my seniors, they just mean so much to me. It's we get to use music as a tool for healing during this time. And we've been able to use music to get through a lot of things over the past few years, but especially during this time, listening to music as, as a coping tool. And I'm just so, so proud of him. And Treshawn, I always want you to remember that my classroom is always open for you. And anytime you need anything, you just let me know. Um, and if you ever want to borrow a piano or do anything because I know you are learning how to play piano and you are so so good and so talented and you are such a hard worker I hope you never stop singing and that you never give up on your musical dreams Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Treshawn, for calling in. You just made Miss Hannah's day. All of her students made her day, I know. Not just be being named Teacher of the Year, but listening to the lives that you've touched and how you impact them. Speaking of that, uh, Miss Hannah, I don't want to make you cry again, but you said that you want students to know that they are they can use their voice as an instrument to change the world. But your mom, mm-hmm. B.J. Gadd, had a saying as well. Students need to mm-hmm. know... I know. Students need to know that they have impacted her life, too, because I know you. I have been changed for the good. How has your mom impacted your life? Sounds like she was not only a great teacher. She was a great mom and great person. Tell us in the last 30 seconds. Any final words? Well, I've been able to do some great things as teacher of the year, and I've been able to go to some great places and speak to amazing people. But to get down to it, I'm so honored and so blessed to be able to teach my students and to have music as a communication tool. Um, in the musical Wicked, Elphaba and Glinda sing to each other, and they say, because I knew you, I have been changed for good. And I hope that my students always know that this is a passion work. This is a lifelong commitment to them, whether they're my students in eighth grade or they're my students when they're 80. They're always going to be my students, and I want them to know that I am the person that I am today because I knew then I have been changed for good. Oh, wow. Well said. Congratulations again, Hannah Gad Audrey, for being Teacher of the Year in Mississippi 2019-2020. Thank you for being with us today. Um, we want to well thank you for uh, spending time with us today and helping us celebrate teachers for Teacher Appreciation Week. Of course, we want to thank our guest, Dr. Corey Murphy, Executive Director of the Office of Teaching and Leading with the Department of Education, Dr. Lee Pambianchi, Administrator of the Year, and of course, Teacher of the Year, Hannah Gad Audrey. Now, Mrs. 
Mississippi Education Connection is a production of MPB Think Radio in conjunction with MPB's Education Services Department and the Mississippi Department of Education. For Tara Wren, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women and join us next Friday as we have a candid conversation with parents. This is Mississippi Education Connection, only on MPB Think Radio.